Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth, creator of Skewed and Reviewed. You can catch us online at sknr.net as we have all things movies, games, television, travel, entertainment, pop culture, and more. You can also catch me each week on BJ Shea's Geek Nation on KISWFM. And uh, we also have the simulcast for that up on our site on uh, Monday, uh, on, uh, excuse me, on Friday mornings. You can catch us at Pinal, P-I-N-A-L, central.com, keyword skewed, which is a network of 20 newspapers in 12 markets where we do game reviews. And, of course, we have skewed and reviewed the magazine, and the latest issue is out. You can get it at Barnes & Noble and other uh, e-zine and uh, print retailers. And the cover story is Far Cry 6 and um, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard. Now... We have been a little erratic the last few weeks. Uh, one of the reasons for that is that we've had to move away from our usual Sunday recording time simply because we have a lot of things going on. We have a lot of people uh, that were traveling. I was in California covering some uh, Halloween events. Uh, Michael's been busy. Joseph's been busy. Justin's been busy. And Justin is here tonight, thank goodness. But everyone else is away. And... Uh, I myself am actually going to be out in a couple weeks from today. We have a our cruises resuming, and that was really cool. I had to load up the vaccine certificates today, and they'll do a rapid test for us right when we get there. We have a hotel we're going to cover right before we leave, so a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but obviously, Justin and I wanted to make sure to uh, check in. You can also catch us on Sci-Fi Radio. That's S-C-I-F-I radio pretty simple and uh, they uh, have our segment on a couple of times a day on um, the on Fridays so a couple of things wanted to update uh, we've got some uh, interesting news coming up I am going to be uh, voicing a character in an upcoming video game I just uh, last week or so I recorded the lines did the paperwork and I'm also confirmed to be doing a panel at San Diego Comic-Con Special Edition Saturday night. And this is I'm excited about this. I've spoken at a lot of conventions, but this is my first time speaking at Comic-Con. And we'll be doing one on the enduring appeal and legacy of the Alien franchise. So really excited about that. And uh, next weekend, I have a couple of things coming up at Phoenix FearCon. We're going to be uh, going over uh, upcoming horror-themed movies as well as horror-themed video games. So before we get into the discussion today, just wanted to uh, go over a couple of things. So first off, uh, Far Cry 6 came out today. I've completed the game, have the review up on the site, and if you are interested, please go to sknr.net, check it out. I really enjoyed it. I put in over uh, let, let me give you my stats right here, folks, because the whole time I'm playing it, and yes, I know Far Cry games are long because they are open world, uh, but when I was playing it, Justin, since I had early um, access to it, the um, updated stats were not available till just before launch day. Now, I have played a little bit after completing it to try to tie in some side missions and goof around with a few things uh, before some of the weekly insurgent things where like each week they're gonna have a zone retaken and have like a prime target that you have to take out and then there's DLC coming. But uh, right now, 24 hours played, 
3,522 in-game kills. So I'm going for the big 4K. That's my that's my goal. 4K resolution, 4K on the on the board, huh. and I'm willing to do whatever it uh, uh, requires of me in order to get that. So uh, nine bases captured too. So that that's some serious progress. And I'm hoping uh, perhaps to give the co-op mode a try and let. Uh, uh, Joseph and some others uh, get in there and let's see what kind of mayhem we can do with two people. You know, I think back to our Call of Duty, uh, excuse me, our Grand Theft Auto online one where you were, um, I, I want to kindly say flying, uh, <laughs> and we caused a lot of mayhem outside uh, the, the target, that's for sure. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention, season six of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War dropped today, and that includes new, um, uh, a new mission for the zombie mode. There are some new maps, and there's also some new content. One of the fun things that I got a chance to play today was one of the newer uh, modes, and it was pretty insane. So essentially, um, it is called Deprogram, and it's kind of like a hard point but it's done inside the mind of one of the characters. So you have like a little bit of psychedelic area to it, uh, so on and so forth. And I thought it was kind of a nice blending of the theme. So if you have Call of Duty Black Ops, that free update is out now. And that should be the last uh, new season before Vanguard drops. And uh, there, there will be some additional things added to it because they don't put everything out at the same time. But so, Justin, uh, we had uh, New York City Comic Con had their first day today. And, uh, you know, surprised, actually, a little more um, than I expected. A lot of the stuff started to come in late. Uh, we have a representative there who was saying, yeah, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago she was saying, I'm not getting a lot of invites. I'm not seeing a lot of stuff. And then in the last 10 days, it really started flying. And some of the things we had today was William Shatner took the stage, talked about his upcoming trip to space. Dragon Ball Super unveiled new footage. Um, Battlestar Galactica stars Mary McDonald and Edward James Olness uh, did a, a uh, what do you call it, a reunion on stage. Adult Swim had a brand new trailer for Blade Runner Black Lotus. We're going to talk about that in a moment. I've uh, got this the other day, XM Studios unveiled new Godzilla statue collectibles and, uh, you know, lots of other stuff. And one of the interesting things, too, is that we know there's going to be an Outlander panel. There's going to be stuff on Star Trek Prodigy and uh, Discovery. And also we've had some things come in where Why the Last Man, uh, Disney has shown off a couple of their uh, shows that we're going to be seeing. Um, you know, obviously there's comic-based thing, and it is, it's interesting because we're seeing a little more sci-fi dropped uh, a look at Resident Alien Season 2 today, which looked absolutely fantastic. So, uh, off the top of your head, Justin, um, what do you think? No, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's kind of a surprise because uh, we weren't really expecting a ton of new information but uh it's always a pleasant surprise to to get some some new uh trailers and a new uh, information about stuff that's being worked on um like you were mentioning uh i was actually pretty impressed by the blade runner i'm just i've mentioned many 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 times that i'm a huge blade runner fan 
Um, so seeing the footage of the uh, of the new animated series, uh, I thought it was very impressive. I think they they really nailed the look. It looks you know it's identical actually uh, to basically the the style of the original movie. Um, so I, I thought that was very well done, uh, and I'm very curious to see more. I think what's interested me as well is, uh, you know, it, it seems like they adopted the model that San Diego Comic-Con uh, adopted in that, as you have heard me talk about over the years, uh, you know, 10 years ago, four, five, six weeks before the show, you'd start to get hit with, uh, hey, do you want to come and see this panel or we're doing this panel? And you'd put in for it. And then a lot of times they kind of say, okay, we'll get back to you. And they would see how many requests they gave, so many spots, that sort of thing. And you kind of just knew that was how business, how it worked. The only problem with that is a lot of times you'd be there days before you were going out, making out your schedule. And then all of a sudden you'd have, oh, oh, I have three things at this time and I only have one thing here and I have this here because there was kind of that ambiguity of you weren't sure if you were going to get approved for it, so things that were of interest for you, you put in for. And that's been smoothed out considerably over the last few years, and a big part of that, I think, is that, uh, from what we understand, the convention imposed an embargo where um, studios were not supposed to contact the press list so far in advance, and it made it, I mean, truthfully for me, it's so much easier. It's not... 100%, but for the most part, if someone asks you to do something, you have probably an 80%, 90% chance of getting approved for it. And, you know, every now and then you'd run into something, there were a couple things that you're like, oh yeah, they're like, hey, you're set, and then, oh wait, we're out of space, we're out of space. And, you know, you could say, well, that largely might have to do with the publicist has said, okay, great, they made the list, and then there's somebody that did a final check. But, you know, look at our coverage you've seen all sorts of things from the star treks to the walking deads and you know more and more because that's the beauty of it if you get that invite you have a pretty good idea that you are going to be in the thing because obviously if they're a high profile event they expect you to take uh you know take part in that and i i'm wondering if that's kind of what we're seeing with uh, new york comic-con i'm very curious to see if we're going to see a flood of things uh, tomorrow. Um, also, kind of that were studios holding back and kind of waiting and kind of waiting where they like reserved the spot but maybe hadn't finalized things. I'm not too sure about that because of travel and everything. But what this has brought me to is let's talk about Comic Con Special Edition that's coming up over Thanksgiving weekend. And we've all debated and people said, oh, you know, this is a bad idea. Thanksgiving's a terrible time. And then other people have said, actually, it's not a bad idea. You can have your Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday, and then you have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to, you know, attend the con. You can go to one day. You can go to multiple days. The uh, number of people that are going to be there is is reduced. They do have the, you know, vaccine requirements and safety checks in place. And then as I, you know, I got into a debate with someone, Justin, and they were like, oh, it's a horrible idea. It's this and that. And I said to them, what are you going to be doing on Friday? And they, you know, they were like hemming and hawing. And I said, you're going to be sitting around eating leftovers and watching TV. Or you're going to be out fighting crowds and doing your shopping. And they were kind of like, well, yeah. And I said, 
and that's probably what you're going to do on Saturday and Sunday. And they were like, yeah, I'm just going to chill and take it easy. And I said, so why shouldn't somebody have the opportunity if they choose not to, no one's forcing them, if they choose not to sit around the house, not to fight the malls and the stores, to go to the convention, do some shopping there, and get some coverage in. And, you know, when they thought about it, they said, yeah, you know, I, I, I can see that argument. The big question is how many studios are going to take part. You know, there was some talk from certain publicists saying, oh, I don't know, we're not going to push it Thanksgiving weekend. But then will studios impose, hey, you got to go out and promote your shows? That's a discussion for another time. I look at this and say what initially seemed to be a more reserved offering turned out to be better than expected, especially on the first day. There's still day, three days to go, and I think this may bode well for future conventions. So what what do you think on that? No, I, I agree. You know, I, I think, like I was saying, um, I wasn't really expecting much of anything. A lot of these conventions lately, and, you know, it's not really uh, their fault. Uh, it's just, you know, a lot of the conventions last, like, year or so, really have been very light on content and it's understandably so because there's just not really much to show COVID has really upended everything um so going into this event i wasn't really particularly expecting anything you know panels and things like that but uh as far as new news i i it wasn't really on my radar but uh you know i've been pleasantly surprised and i think you really we really could see that with with this event um maybe now that uh things are becoming a little bit more normal for a lot of organizations um and they're kind of like settling in getting used to the new way to kind of do things um you know maybe this is the opportunity to kind of like surprise some people um and basically uh kind of show them some things that they weren't really quite expecting uh, as far as the time the timing um you know i think you make some good point it's really you know for some people it's not going to work you know it's it's too much going on in one one weekend but you know like you said i mean for, for some people they're going to see it as an opportunity they have some extra time off um you know f from their normal kind of schedule so maybe maybe it's an opportunity to actually go do something fun that's kind of different um so you know it, we'll have to kind of see how it goes but uh you know for some people it's going to be it's going to be a good opportunity and i don't want to get too political but let's not put too fine a point on it that New York and California have one of the high, actually they have the highest requirements for events like this with uh, essentially mandatory vaccines, masks, and so on and so forth. And while obviously some people, uh, I, I know some people in California that are completely against it. I know some people that are okay with the mandates, but they feel that some of them are going too far to the point where you have to show vaccines in order to go into certain stores and dine in they're like you know a concert a convention a large assembly i get it i'm not sure running into a local grocery store or something that's that's required that's neither here nor there i think what i'm looking at is you're probably seeing a situation where studios maybe thought twice uh, saying you know we we saw about packs how none of the big boys w went anywhere near that it was all independent companies I know, I won't name names, but I know one major studio who has had a rep who told me, uh, deals with their home video division, told me flat out, 
company policy is no in-person events in 2021. And what was so interesting about that, though, is I'm wondering if you're, you know, we're, we're seeing the new TV shows coming out. We're seeing more and more movies. Venom open to a surprising $90 million box office in the U.S. We've got, uh, you know, James Bond coming out this week, and we have Dune coming. We have Halloween Kills, and yes, that's going to be available on Peacock. I'm wondering if you're seeing this situation where the studios are saying, okay, look, um, vaccine rates are up again. The cases are dropping in many areas. We have certain cities, again, California, New York, that have very strict mandates. And they're kind of looking at the, the fall and they're saying, you know what, uh, maybe this is the time that we do have to start pushing those clauses in the contracts and saying, we need to get out and promote these shows. We've, I mean, let's not forget, we got DC Fandom next week, and we know that's going to be a controlled event because it's on their own studios and so on and so forth. But the fact is, there are still a large number of films on the docket. There are all these TV shows. There's things that we're still waiting on, and I'm wondering if this is truly a time when the studios are saying, you know this is about as safe as we can get at this point maybe it is time that we have to roll the dice and go and you know it's interesting just now i don't know if you've seen any of the photos but like they were showing some of the signings and they essentially have these plexiglass bank teller type things that the talent comes behind and apparently what you do is you have a little slot and you sign your thing underneath it and they sign it and send it back to you. And then I've heard for like some of the photo ops, it's like side by side with a piece of plexiglass. And you know, some people are complaining going, oh, I'm not gonna pay this kind of money for an autograph when it looks like it's been Photoshopped. But my, my thought on that is no one's forcing you to do that. And let's remember where we were a year ago when none of this was an option. So essentially we've gone to from none of this is going to happen, no way at all, to this is how it's going to happen. And this is what we have to do in order to pull this off and have safety, because let's be honest, these studios have a lot of money tied up in this talent. Forget just basic human decency and public safety. They have a lot of money tied up in these talents. They cannot afford to have some of these people who are currently shooting shows getting sick and delaying production but at the same time as you know they need them to go out and start promoting these things so this is all the whole thing it's the old we're gonna you know these are the steps and maybe we have to take them a bit further but look what we've seen there are a lot more frontline names i mean john senna who's right there from getting promoting peacemaker is there william shatner i mean let's think about this William Shatner is a 90-year-old individual, and he's there front and center. And so you're seeing, I think, a, a push that, hey, we're happy with the safety steps you have in place, and I, th I think it bodes well. I mean, I, I'm really curious. Um, you know, I wanted to switch gears about that, and because right now it's still speculation. Let's see where we are. We have probably good, a good six weeks or so until Comic-Con special event. We'll see what happens with, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, guest announcements and all that. But looking further ahead, we have CES in Las Vegas who already said, we're gonna go ahead, we've got a live show where they've already 
done the credentialing set us all up there is going to be an online portion i am curious how people coming from foreign nations who are not exhibitors are going to be handled if they're going to have a stricter requirement you know who knows that's that's down the road but what i was intrigued by was there was an email that came out about a week and a half ago that essentially said look who's taking part it looks to me like they're getting the full lineup of people and i was really happy to see that at least what they're saying sony is back in their space on the floor as we all know sony has not taken part in any playstation events now to be fair this is not a playstation event this is something where some years they have a little playstation or a vr nook but most years this is cameras this is stereo equipment but the fact is they're there um you know razor's gonna have a spot i i see all sorts of the usual people nikon samsung and you know this is january and yeah things can change but it, it does look like there's a confidence that we're going to be able to come back and do this and companies have committed early you're not seeing well we'll get a spot and we'll let you know to the point where the company the organizers are feeling confident enough to say this is who's already committed to come back and it's it's an extremely large list so good news yeah now other things i wanted to point out is obviously we have back for blood coming out very soon and uh justin there's a really interesting twist i uh I don't want to, well, it's no secret, I, I, I'm playing it. I, I uh, started playing it today. The servers for us went online at 4 a.m. this morning. And here is, an, a, here is a little twist to it I was not expecting, but I thought this was really great. And they asked me about, they being the you know, PR, um, you know, what format do you want it in? And I said, oh, I, I'm going to play on PC. And they said, well, we're actually going to send you an Xbox code because... The Xbox code grants you access to play on the PC version as well. You just go through the free Xbox app on your PC. And part of this is they said that it has a cross-play ability to it. So in theory, I haven't tried this yet, but in theory, somebody could play on the Xbox and play on the PC in the same game, or I could carry my save game over, play on the PC, play on the Xbox, jump back between the two of them, and not lose anything. And I thought that was kind of a nice touch because while traditionally I don't play shooters well at all on a console, it is nice to have that flexibility. Mm -hmm. So, you know, knowing that, I was just curious. You're, you know, you like me, play these games on PC mostly. Does this change your thought process on, uh, on you know, getting an Xbox version of it? Well, uh, I think that is a, good, a great deal um, because it allows you, it gives you more options. And, you know, I'm just, I'm all about giving people more options. Uh, people, you know, if I think people have more choices, uh, I, I'm pretty much all in favor of that. Um, I, I do in general really like the idea of cross-play and, um, you know, developers continuing to, uh, to improve that technology and make it more common it's not super common yet but it's becoming more common um you know there's different uh games that lately have been kind of implementing cross-play features which i, I really like that idea i mean it's 
it's kind of difficult depending on the game. Some some games are just fundamentally, uh, you, you know, it's it's more un, unbalanced. If you, like some shooters, I imagine are are competitive shooters, uh, you it, it's pretty easy to make an argument that people playing on PC have an edge uh, against people playing on console just because the mouse and keyboard is just easier. I mean, some people might find the con controller easier to work with, but uh, but most people probably would say mouse and keyboard players probably have a little bit of an edge there. But barring like competitive differences, I think crossplay is is, um, is a great feature just because it allows it gives you more options to, to play with your friends. You know, some some people might not have a beefy computer; uh, those can be very expensive and um, difficult to to build. Um, you know, I mean, not not exactly difficult difficult to build, but it can be expensive i guess uh to maintain um and a, m a lot of people just don't have that option so if uh you know if your friend really just doesn't want to uh really want to put up with the hassle of getting a top of the line computer uh they can just get the xbox version and you guys could still play together um I, I think that's that's great and i think we need to see more more of that for for games where it makes sense um yeah, so I, you know, I, I think it's good, and I think we're probably going to see more of it. I mean, that's just kind of the way Microsoft is is moving their model, especially especially Microsoft. Um, it really seems like they're very, and we've seen this for the last several years where they've been very open about um, publishing a lot of ga uh, Xbox exclusive games on on place or on PlayStation on computer on on Windows, um, making them available on Windows, which. That surprised me when they were making that move, just because conventional wisdom was always, oh, try to make your, uh, make the software on your console as exclusive as possible uh, as a means to sell consoles. But um, I think Microsoft's vision is that Windows is really the platform, and it doesn't necessarily matter what hardware is running it. They want people interacting with... Uh, Microsoft products on Microsoft platforms, and that includes their uh, that includes games. So I think you're, we're probably going to see a lot more stuff like this from uh, at least from Microsoft. Another good thing about it too is it's going to be on the Xbox on the Game Pass as well, and they recently announced it will have the PC version, not just the Xbox One available. So you know another reason to get out. I mean, they're making it about as easy as you possibly can to play this game, and you know. That, I think that's a good thing, and I, I, what really in, interests me is that this is not a Microsoft game. This is a Warner Brothers, uh, you know, game, and the fact that they're basically saying we're going to make it available for you on the Xbox Game Pass, we're going to, you know, make it available on these other platforms that you can buy one and get two platform access. That's all a good thing. So. Uh, real quick, wanted to mention a few things before we close it down. Uh, World War Z Aftermath is out. If you have not had a chance to play this, it's essentially the full World War Z game with some enhancements plus two brand new campaigns. And I don't mean two brand new missions. This means a roam and a return to another location with multiple chapters. I believe it's essentially six maps, if I'm not mistaken. And you can get it for $39.99 plus all sorts of enhancements. You definitely want to check that out. If you're a fan of the classic arcade game Centipede, they do have Centipede Recharged available. Uh, Ghost Runner, the classic um, challenge game, while it is working on a sequel, 
they do have a PS5 and uh, Xbox um, Series XS version available, so those are all good things. And in an interesting story that I wanted to track this uh, just got the other day, Steel Series, the hardware manufacturer, headphones, mice, keyboards, more, has announced that they are going to, they've reached an agreement to be purchased by a company called GN. So they claim they're still going to be running as a separate entity. It will be interesting to see how that goes. I think back to uh, Rocat and Turtle Beach combining and, you know, kind of wonder how much of this has to do with the pandemic, how much just has to do with um, interesting times that we're in. So we will see where this all goes okay so for now folks that is going to do it for us as i said shorter show this week hopefully we'll have everyone back soon until then take care and be safe